Hey everyone, it's Luna coming at you before the episode. Just to give a quick warning, we have minor audio issues about 26 minutes in. There's a, a little bit of crackling on Lily's mic, and uh, unfortunately there wasn't much we can do about that. Only lasts for about a minute, but just figured I'd uh, uh, give you the heads up on that. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome, listeners. We don't have a funny bit to say. <laughs> no, there's no oh, beginning did. bit on this one. It's fucking down the This time the we're going to be completely serious. Yes, this is a very serious episode today of the Ultimate Tier List, the podcast in which we rank the characters of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on a list of arbitrary characteristics. Um, you get better at doing that every time you do it. Yeah, yeah it's really I, great. Yeah. It's Anyways, like my role here. Today, was today's so... Today's subject matter is very serious, so it makes sense that we're having this very serious episode. Yeah, yeah, and we, sub- no jokes this. Also, we have a guest. Always approach seriously. We have a guest in the house, so everyone needs to be in tip-top behavior. Okay, no, no acting are out, you, no funny business. Are you my mom? What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> I questionable can't for want. many reasons. <laughs> yeah, you'd make a terrible mom. <laughs> that has a lot of strange implications. Okay, so so so. so Here's the thing. I would make a terrible mom, but not because I didn't wouldn't like love my child or be able or or like like. Uh, your honey, here's your because you eat no cam. I cannot feed myself. Let alone. Well, no. Yesterday, I saw you eating a fucking Oreo slop puree in your mouth. You did not see that. We just talked about it. I did. I, I saw it. I'm just imagining. Luna, you called me specifically orders. to taunt me. Luna, I'm yeah. just. <laughs> I'm just imagining you coming out with a baby bottle that's just like Dorito puree and milk. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Luna's coming out? This Luna already came baby out baby. ages ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, Anyways, Dorito puree stop. and milk. Wait, hold up. Dorito puree and milk is something you'd have in the apocalypse, and that's what we're talking about. <laughs> with our guest, if our guest would like to say hi. Hi, I'm Lindy Mackey, and I host the podcast Hello Out There, which is sort of a satire of the apocalypse, which does not make me an expert. But hey, no, no, we're going to be treating you as one today because this is a serious. <laughs> as long episode. as you say you're an expert, you are. Like, Fair enough. Actually. I'm an expert on Super Smash Brothers, I guess. Mm-hmm. At least ranking them. I'm an expert on microbiology. <laughs> That's awesome. I have a theoretical degree in physics. I know <laughs> biology. I went to college for it. I dated a guy in college. Oh, look at me. Who, I'm so Or I should say went out with a guy in college, college who was a uh, nanoparticle physicist. And when <laughs> mm-hmm. that thing soured, all my guy friends nicknamed him Tiny Science. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Tiny Science oh. is... I was gonna say a good rap name, but actually, it's a really shitty rap name. <laughs> it is. That's my. That sounds like the the name for like a rapper that would only do like middle school tour. Yeah, like morality <laughs> raps to teach people about the importance of bacteria. 
recycling. Science, science is my favorite 90s movie uh, where two, like, dude bros, like, turn a doll Make. into a living woman, except actually <laughs> she's, like, actually Barbie doll size. She's a giant single-celled organism. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you were going to say create a micro-girlfriend and this is going to be a very interesting start to an episode. No, that's what, that is what I was saying. <laughs> oh, she, okay, she, okay. She's actually doll-sized. In, in oh, huh. Yeah. I hate that, I think. Anyway, I'm Valerie. You know Hello. what else I hate? Mario. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we need to introduce ourselves. We need to introduce God, your segues get worse and worse. We haven't introduced ourselves. I'm Valerie. I'm Lily Moth. I'm Emily. I'm Luna. Okay. I'm Lindy. Oh, Luna hates Mario. Mario. <laughs> Mario. Uh... We haven't even set up the premise, by the way. We're talking about the, like, we established that we're talking about the apocalypse. But, like, are we establishing, like, are we going over, like, how well they'd survive? What they'd end up with? Like, are we going to be like, oh, yeah, Mario would be part of a cannibal raider group or something? Or are we going, like... I think, I think we're going going obviously, because that's what Nintendo I I think, uh, my original conception of what we were going to do was going to be this, um, the how well they would survive in the apocalypse, but... Now that I think about it, we did already give them a numerical rating at how well they just survive in the wild. So I, mean, I was this is thinking a very about different that. wild. Yeah, but I I'm, I'm totally that. down to to flesh out like what role they might have. In I mean, I think what we're gonna do, we should just rate them on a yeah. one to five how well they would survive because surviving in the modern wilderness would be a lot different than surviving in the apocalypse. Uh, you think? But, well, we need to build our own apocalypse. Okay, but then yeah. the banter the banter yeah. will fill out what role they would take. So, Gleam okay. appears, right? And a bunch of beams of light fly through the world and slowly okay. separate yeah. it into a quote-unquote world of light. Okay. That's a yeah. interesting. That's a really yeah. and interesting then, concept. And this is like an original thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a me-only yeah. idea. And in this world of light, there's only one survivor, but they can save other people. And I think that one survivor okay. should be like... I don't know, someone, like, cute and marketable. Is this, like, a game show? Like, yeah. Like, Bowser. You know, it could be a game show. Or, or, like, a reality television show. Bowser's pretty cute and marketable. I thought you were yeah, going to talk about, like, a nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> no, that is I mean, the it. assumption is that it's probably nuclear fallout, it's, but it, I still it, wanted it, to yeah. Yeah. I do plot love, out the though, entire world of life. The, the, like, the mindset, the community of people who just have the biggest hard-on for the idea of the end of the world who were like oh yeah mm-hmm. like um you know people who you can oh, say like... republican <laughs> well no i definitely get what you're saying it's like they have the car sticker that's like everyone wants like the, everyone's waiting for the apocalypse or whatever and, and there's like, my, and, and my there other people who you know who are particularly religious yeah. one way or the other who were like oh yeah this will like usher in the end of the world and like that's not even what i'm referring to i'm referring to the people that are just like i'm gonna make a faraday cage this weekend and it's like why yeah like preppers <laughs> yeah and, and they're and, really i mean and realistically if i were not trans i would be a doomsday prepper so it it is also a thing of like, doors, am i right <laughs> like, it is also a thing of like i feel like those people just want to shoot people yeah, and yeah, most and I, I don't think that's an unrealistic. In most cases, you would be. Yeah, I, I think that is actually what it boils down to: is really wanting there to be a scarcity of resources so that you can be important. Which brings yeah. us to Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a segue. Well. <laughs> that was artful. See, we finally have someone who's funny mm-hmm. on our podcast. 
Oh no! I'm the funny on the podcast. So, <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter all that success with uh, a recording that sounds like crap and is sonically terrible, and that'll show you. Um, oh, hell yeah! Wow. So, the year is 2136, and Nintendo has uh, devoured all of the other properties in video games, and now it's looking for natural resources. Okay, so you're and saying Nintendo creates uh, oil scarcity. They're yes. re-releasing 3D All-Stars again, except this time it has Galaxy 2 instead of Galaxy 1. Not both. <laughs> so Galaxy Mar- 2 but This time it's $120. So Mario has killed people. Yes. <laughs> Canonically, and, uh, yes. Canonically true. Uh, and I think... He does have cool tribal tattoos on his uh, upper arm. But they're also yeah. like not... They're from that one GBA his... advertisement. They're not like yeah, his Yeah, from tribe. the one GBA advertisement. He's like... He's like a white guy with dreadlocks. They're not from his tribe. Yeah. Uh, he's he's an Italian schlub. Yeah. Uh, but my point is, Mario, I think, would not have to worry about the deadly... I don't think fucking Mario's part of the Cosa Nostra, but... Uh, Mario, Twist. I think, will easily be able to deal with the new flora mm-hmm. and fauna that inhabit our radiated world. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a piranha plant. Or a Koopa Troopa. Uh, oh, that's what the turtles will turn into. Because uh, so he my... can just like throw fireballs and shit. He'll be fine. I'm giving him a four. My question for y'all is, uh, do you have you ever sat around like I have and spent a ton of time um, watching those Mario conspiracy videos on YouTube? <laughs> uh, which which ones? Which you ones? are opening which a ones? very dark path. So, okay, the one specifically I'm referring to you are... are the one that explores how Mario steps on Luigi's foot in Wii Tennis. Oh like, my yes! god! You don't even know, like, you don't even recognize the name Matt Pat, and you've still brought up Matt Pat. <laughs> How has that oh, happened? I'm an immortal it's enemy. So wonderful. I, I guess oh, the I fact that it. I've I've historically dated men probably uh, contributes to unfortunate. This. <laughs> uh, so it's very funny because I was thinking of mentioning that video today, but uh, we sort of yeah. put a. Soft rule that we're not supposed to mention Matt. We, we put oh, a soft moratorium. Oh, but you're since fine. You're a guest, it's okay. You're it's fine. okay. It's soft. It's soft. It's just the problem is that uh, Matt Pat is one of the things that lives rent free in my brain and that I can't stop myself from being mad at. I was. I'm, I'm really up. hoping whenever <laughs> I I talk about video game things, particularly with YouTube, because I'm I'm like middle aged in terms of millennial. I'm I'm almost 28, and so. Whenever I discuss YouTube, I, I thank you. I always come. Where's your pain? I shut up. I come from. A, <laughs> <laughs> I come from a place of like, oh boy, did this person turn out to be racist when I wasn't looking and I wasn't on YouTube? And the answer is always uh-huh. yes. Because there's like yeah, a fifty percent chance. Uh huh. Or like, are they um like did are they a fundy now? Yeah. Well, or or the reverse. So like, Rhett and Link used to be Christian YouTubers, and now they're like trying to deconvert children. Which is, I think, fine, but uh, yeah. it, it is it is kind of funny to me that they took that hard pivot when yeah, I truly wild. wasn't paying any attention. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, 
I admire oh, you God. for what not was that being one so YouTuber who's like, like reading auras now on Twitter? Oh, 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 oh. Sky does uh, Minecraft. Sky does Minecraft. <laughs> Sky what? does Minecraft. Yes. <laughs> like just remotely reading auras or like getting this. people in studio. Yeah, he's like talking about like prisms and shit, and he's like, "This is how God sorts your soul." Oh my God, are they an Oregon warrior now? <laughs> I don't know anything about that. But it's like, okay, oh. listen, listen to the podcast. This is just a blanket recommendation. There's a podcast called The Opportunist out right now about this lady named Sherry Schreiner, who is a biblical conspiracy theorist who would go on like QAnon podcasts and they'd be like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, God. And she'd be like, I I operate on reality. I'm the literal daughter of Jesus or I'm the sister of Jesus Christ. And, like she was just like this completely oh, out there damn. lady, but she I, would make I, her I, own. Um... She'd make her own organite out of uh, like Home Depot fiber resin, and um, <laughs> and she would go and bury it places to ward off the lizard people. She's like a folk hero. I, I, Definitely I am so Sophia. My brain operates on the plane of ideas, and I <laughs> no longer blinded as the demiurge is. I'm going to go bury a bunch of shit in my backyard for no reason. Oh, there's also a thing she invented yeah. called um, Orgone Blasters. <laughs> which is essentially <laughs> what it's meant to do is i'm sure that's really popular with a lot of teens it's meant to and and actually i'm gonna assign a, a, a character to to being part of this doomsday cult but i'm gonna wait um but she invented this thing it's a hey toby you want to go behind the target and do some organ blasters <laughs> with me it's essentially a copper pipe a length of copper pipe that is secured in and sticking up out of a paint bucket. And she convinced people that for like $200, that would blast the chemtrails over their house so the clones couldn't find them. And I, 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 so I, I messaged my brother last night and we were like texting and I was like, have you heard of this lady? And I, my brother was like, what's Orgone again? And I sent him the Wikipedia and I just get a text back that goes, yes, good. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's damn. funny you say that because oh, I had to look up what it was while you were telling that story. It's it's so, not the uh, way that this lady wonderful. was using it and, and making it. It's it's not the. Uh, I really thought you were going to say they were huffing it like a fucking paint bong. <laughs> I assume she and her her organ warriors were huffing something. Um, but <laughs> undisclosed. Uh, Holy shit! And and I feel they have okay been invited laughing. to the Joe Rogan podcast yet. Well, I think she, so. Here's the the twist of this podcast: that she just like dropped dead, and <laughs> and and normally I would be I like, like, hey, let's not laugh, guys, because she's she's clearly like unstable or whatever. But I'm like, she was a massive homophobe and transphobe, and quite yeah. frankly, yeah. who cares? What a surprise! It's good that she is dead. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's kind of the the perspective I've taken. Um. Hey, really Sorry. quick, like, we've gotten way off, way off topic, which oh, is yeah, perfectly no, fine. Funny. We don't need to, but I was looking, I looked up Orgon, and there's a Vice article that's linked, and this daft punk-looking motherfucker <laughs> is walking around someone with wires strapped to their head, holding one of these crystals. That is a stagehand with a closet drone fetish. <laughs> That yeah. that that is a guy who went to Blue Man Group but got rejected and started his own separate group. That is a man who prior to ordering that costume would color his entire body with Sharpie. <laughs> Before this he used to be a homestuck cosplayer. Uh 
so sorry for derailing you. Um, no, 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 that was wonderful. So the, reason, fine. the reason I asked about MatPat is because of the Donkey Kong enslavement video. In oh, no! Which opened my eyes to the canon of Donkey Kong, and I now can't, I truly cannot play Donkey Kong without feeling sad. It opened my eyes to a lot of racism. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, a super, I, I just, Donkey Kong now fully bums me out in a way that yeah. I, uh, that so just, I'm, yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm unfamiliar with whatever video you're referencing, so I'm just going That's to ignore song. it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And say that like Donkey Kong already has to fight the uh the apocalyptic situation that is capitalism overtaking his habitat. Right. So Donkey Kong, yeah. the gist of the whole thing is that Donkey Kong has been victimized unfairly. Therefore, oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would like to say that he may be the only one in this like squad who doesn't have powers but does have relevant skills. Oh, definitely. And... No, he knows how to get food. He knows how to protect himself. Well, he's got barrels full of it. And yeah. he's a very good survivor. Yeah. And and he somehow has gotten that jacked with just like bananas and not human growth hormones. So like <laughs> proud of him. And also yeah. has survived a nuclear winter before mm-hmm. as seen in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. DK huh. is is our only hope. Also, okay. uh, Lindy, uh, uh, since we're probably not going to get to every single character, if there are characters that you do want to make sure that we get to, feel free to skip around in the list. For sure. Uh, Peach and Daisy definitely have some sort of, how do I put this, currency-free business going on. Um, Girl bosses, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they've weaponized <laughs> sex work in the apocalypse in a oh, way that okay. I think... Re- and, and I say this because... When you play as Peach and Daisy, you see that they have no marketable skills, and sure. I think they've really had to harness what they're, what, you know, what mm. they have on them. And I, I, I think mean, they, Peach is really good at baking, but Peach it's hard bake. to come across baking material. Right? Peach can bake, and Daisy is uh, good at really good at, really good at soccer. That's a mention. That's fair. Yeah, both of them are insanely good at sports. Are we considering the sports canon here? Because, like... Well, we also have to determine the fact that uh, Peach can just miraculously pull up turnips anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Wait. It's true. Okay, oh. maybe maybe I have, I have allowed internalized misogyny to rule me. Uh, or maybe I was just picturing Peach in a really cute outfit. But... Hmm. That's valid. A turnip... You're, you I mean, know, you're valid for that. Yeah. 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 See, I my, mean, I think I, Peach would be invaluable in a doomsday situation because of the steady... Like uh, quantities of food. I think yeah. Daisy would uh, uh, also would still be very very useful too because uh, like there are so many like wild mutant creatures and Daisy already has a lot of experience with uh, uh, pacifying and raising uh, uh, horrible monstrous animals in horses. Hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, true. I want to bring something up that none of you have considered or talked about, which is, they're both royalty. Yeah. The apocalypse isn't going to fucking touch them. In a post... Yeah. If you you already have money and resources when the apocalypse hits, you can easily maneuver around it, fall out 
to reference one of the few post-apocalyptic medias I really, really care about. Uh, like most, although most post-apocalyptic media has this idea that if you were rich and you had like resources, less so than just raw money, it does generally help you survive because you can get better bunkers and better stuff. Mm-hmm. I constantly Befo- conflate Fallout 4 with Outer Worlds in my mind in terms oh. of, because, not because of um, like plot, although uh but because i've played outer worlds i've played outer worlds probably like 10 times straight through and i've played fallout 4 one time straight through but yeah i think fallout 4 once you get to the like the terminus of fallout 4 and you see how rich people are, are living and how wild that is are you implying that peach and daisy are living in that like hermetically sealed Oh yeah, Peach like and Daisy are living in like hermetically sealed bunker. I I have the both great pleasure and great pain of having played every Fallout game. I'm I'm literally making a tabletop RPG about Fallout. Isn't there already one? Uh yes, there's there is the one, but I'm trying to make a, a more lo-fi system. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, something a bit more narratively pleasing rather than pretty crunchy. Honestly, yeah. good on ya. I I would play the crap out of that. Yeah. Um also Well you might in the future. <laughs> uh numerically, I'm just going to give them both a five. I think their survival actually I'm gonna give them a four since we're doing numbers here. Um because mm-hmm. I think their survival would be would be all assured for a while. But I think eventually, much like the vaults of Fallout or like any other sort of bunker, either the people inside would turn on one another right. and they would sl- slaughter each other inside, or somebody, because of their naivety to the actual hardships of the apocalypse and the people outside who they have really no connections to other than a generalized connection of, you know, both being human, uh, would be slaughtered the moment someone opened the doors. And that that is kind uh, of, that's so where my, my likely, thought of, yeah. like, a future brothel comes in, is, like, you get resourceful once, like, the money and the resources run out, and that's where I'm like, mm. okay, they either die immediately, or they harness being really cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh... It would be I, really I, hard I would... to keep your lips that uh, kissable and soft during the apocalypse. But, so. like, maybe... Yeah, but you don't have much competition. If you've been living in a bunker for the past, however... True confession, doing... Peach was a formative mm. crush for me. Um, ah. I can tell. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just you know who was a formative crush for me? Who? Samus. That makes a lot of sense. Samus I... would win. She would win the apocalypse. I just want to say before we move on to Samus or anyone else that um, while you're probably right about the like bunkers and all this stuff, uh, if they did have to live amongst the other survivors of the apocalypse, I think uh, Daisy specifically would do fine because horses are more horrific than any wasteland creature. True. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's all I wanted to say. They get like a three. I don't really care. <laughs> Thank you for your dedication, Val. So I just discovered who Samus is right this second. Oh my god. Hmm. Oh. You and I are about to come to blows. I'm not opposed. Play a fucking Metroid game right the hell now. You're fine. Quit this podcast. Play Metroid. (laughs) Technically not hired by this podcast, so. Yeah, I don't don't Quitting has a strange implication. (laughs) 
I don't work here. I just, make, I just make embarrassing sexual confessions on this podcast. I don't. I don't <laughs> we all do. Don't worry about it. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Samus is a hot lesbian is. bounty hunter with uh, yeah. a cool power well, suit. Is, is Samus canonically or implied like her sexuality? I, have you seen her? Uh, so I, I am on. So, I'm on Wikipedia, and and the second picture, trans. the second picture after her in the the Varia suit, Varia suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, is is a pixel art picture of Samus in a bikini and boots. Oh, yeah, uh, that's so, Justin Bailey. Based uh, on Sigourney Weaver suit. and Kim Basinger. Okay, this I uh, yeah. so Samus is in. The- okay, yeah, based on Sigourney Weaver, and you're telling me you don't know if she's a lesbian. So it's this strange oh, no, this implication that there is these like there is these like comics made about Samus. Uh, and like in the like the guide for Metroid written in the U.S., where they mm-hmm. didn't know that because in the first Metroid, Samus, one well, I don't know if it even has a name, uh, but more importantly, is in the suit for most of the game unless you beat it under like three hours or something. Uh, yeah. And then they so get to see her, did... her little pixel bikini. Is that yeah? So they yes. didn't know she was a woman. So like in this comic, they draw Samus in like the suit with like two bikini-clad women, like, hanging on to her sides, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so she's a lesbian. And so, also, in the original design document for Samus, they had envisioned her as trans, so... Really? She's trans. Here's, here's one of my very yeah. early favorite using, uh, uh, Samus arts. Wow. Using, um, words that would be a, a, a bit more uncouth in today, mm, okay. but yeah. Roger that. That is, yeah. and also she's six foot three. So, hell yeah, is bitch tall? Just like an all anyway, across the board good for her. her. Like, yeah, she like like oh fuck, what's the name of the the planet again? Uh, which ZB's? planet? ZBs. Yeah, Star. Like that's basically no Brinstar is a... an area in ZBs. It's basically post-apocalyptic already. Like, yeah, yeah we, pretty we much. Have, we, well, we, there's literally a game Samus has survived several planets blowing up. Yeah. yeah, we have like canonical evidence as to whether or not Samus would survive. In fact, yeah. in those as games, long as she didn't trip and like shredded. lose all of her items. Also, speaking no. of Ridley, would also coincidentally uh, definitely survive. The apocalypse because that well, motherfucker has Ridley... also survived being blown up multiple times. Yeah, Ridley has survived being blown Killed. into literal smithereens and turned into a robot, and also cryogenically frozen. Yeah. Um. Do you know who? If okay, so Ridley, uh, Lindy is like this big purple pterodactyl man oh. from Metroid. Uh, he's, he's a big pirate. He's rid. He's and he Samus's... loves genocide. That is a thing he likes. Yeah. He's Samus's main antagonist. He is uh, the head of uh, a bunch of space pirates, and uh, yeah, he killed Samus. He killed entire Samus's... Uh, killed Samus's parents and uh, the entire race that adopted her. So yep. low yep. blow. Yeah, he killed <laughs> yeah. Samus's parents twice. He killed Samus's parents twice. That sucks. I. How, so, how are all children in schools not being taught about this character? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I had never yeah. heard of her. Uh, yeah! Oh, Samus is great. Uh, 
If you ever decide to play Metroid, it's always a good idea, except don't play Other M. Yeah, I would just, it sucks. I would just say play, don't play, play any of the Prime games if you ever do want to give them a try, because they're all very good. They're mm-hmm. narrative, narrative lessons in loneliness and isolation, yep. and it's great. Uh, can we take a pause real quick? Uh, Lily, your mic is cracking. Oh. It's, yeah. Oh. Back into it. Uh, who, who's next? I mean, well, I mean, if we're going back to the main order of the list, we do have Link. Breath of the Wild is a post-apocalypse. That's like a five, obviously. I, I think Link would be fine, but I also think it's worth noting that I'd be willing to bet that Link, you know, okay, Link is, was a prepper prior to needing to be a prepper. I believe that with my whole heart. And... Mm -hmm. I believe that when he encounters people, like on the road, he's a dick about resources. Hmm. Mm. See, that yeah. is my thing. That is my thing where Link can survive on his own fine. It is just like there's an element surviving the apocalypse of dealing with other survivors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where... Here's the thing. I will. I will share my resources with you if you live in my town and help me build it. Right. Like a cult leader. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> No, I don't think Link has the charisma. Link doesn't even talk. No, he, he doesn't have the charisma leader. to be a cult leader, but I do think he has the arrogance. I could see <laughs> Link. I could see Link as like the head of a raider group, like one of those, yeah. one of the sort of, one of the sort of like. Is Link a war boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Great. You know what? Yo, yes. can we get a game? Can we get a game in uh, in the style of, like? A mix between uh, Breath of the Wild and uh, Dynasty Warriors, where Link just like mobilizes a group of moblins. <laughs> uh, you do know there's Dynasty Warrior Zelda games, right? I I know. Uh, so is he but controlling mo- is it... an army is different. So it's it's just Pikmin. Just yeah. just to add to yeah, it's just Pikmin. Just to add to this whole discussion, Breath of the Wild does have the motorcycle. It does. It does have a motorcycle for some reason. And all I'm just saying be a fucking is, Warbar. yeah, I'm just imagining Link like car surfing, pulling out, pulling out some fucking spray paint, just going at it. So my, so, um, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, and this is only tangentially related because you brought up the motorcycle. Uh, what's yeah. up with those uh, Breath of the Wild like concept art where Link just wears jeans? <laughs> jeans and a hoodie and looks like a fucking <laughs> college student. Yeah, that's just how Link some, like dressed in the Goth Rosalina shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, during Link's pre <laughs> Link's uh, pre-design for Breath of the Wild, there was a design of him uh, just in like normal human. Cl- Human clothes. Ah, clothes yeah. for humans. I mean, he, he is. I mean, he's not a human. He's yeah. an alien. Yeah. Where is it? It's just like an elf. He's just an elf. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of weird Breath of the Wild concept art. Mm-hmm. There is. Like, oh man, it, it'd take me forever to like find it. But there's a few oh. with a bunch of different designs for Zelda that are all very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Yoshi. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Yoshi. Let's talk about Yoshi. How well's how well's this dinosaur doing in the apocalypse? So my main issue with Yoshi, Yoshi can eat, Yoshi can 
Yoshi can reproduce if needed. Mm. Uh, the issue with Yoshi is I think Yoshi is too protective. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I will say Yoshi is a dinosaur, and famously, they didn't do so well last time an apocalyptic event happened to him. <laughs> Very true. True. That is true to a degree. Uh, but I don't think those dinosaurs could eat a turtle shell and gain wings. Oh. Very good point. Fair enough. Hmm. But yeah, Yoshi goes out of his way to help baby Mario, lets himself be killed by Mario so Mario can make a longer jump. Mm-hmm. Like, you think, think Yoshi would sacrifice himself uh, to, like, like, hold the door shut or something? Yeah, that's yes. the question with, with Yoshi. Like, I, I don't doubt that he has the skills. I don't doubt that he could find or synthesize the resource. What I can, yeah, I, I would be really concerned about a Hodor situation with Yoshi. Um, oh, no. Because I don't know that he has the will to outlast anybody. Yeah. I, I think he put he puts others first in a way that would be to his own detriment in an apocalyptic situation. And that yeah. isn't necessarily a character flaw. But it does lower his score on this particular. So subject. it w- it, it yeah. would be like the end of Fallout Three, where you have to like be inside, like sacrifice yourself or whatever, or or let someone else do it or whatever. Except Yoshi would do that, but for like something completely meaningless. Spoiler. Instead of the climax of the story. That game is like fourteen years old. That game is really old. I've never even played it, and I know how it ends. Wait, what game? I'm sorry, I spaced out completely. Fallout was- Three. Oh. Fallout 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was reading... I was... You remember when you can get the super mutant follower, and he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, this is no, your you destiny. Go in, you go into the radioactive place. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you can also... So, they changed that a little bit in uh, Brotherhood of Steel, uh, with the, one of the DLCs that came out. I, I said Brotherhood of Steel. That's a Fallout 76 add-on. The fucking... It's uh, Broken Steel. Broken Steel, yeah. Broken Steel. In uh, Broken Steel, I believe you can send uh, him in. Though he will, like... Actually, wait, no. Fall... This is Fallout 3. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm right. I'm right. Okay. My brain always gets Lily from uh, Fallout New Vegas mixed up. Uh, that's you. Oh my god, that's me! <laughs> but, yeah, no, you can send him inside and he will press the button. But he won't appreciate it because he's like, You are weak. Super mutants are strong. Yeah, I just that's love... kind of the point. They can't survive in Fallout Four oh, when you you bring the super mutant onto your settlement, and he's just like quotes Shakespeare, but like misquotes it in a way that like really has like supremacist energy. Oh for no! Hours. Oh right, strong, strong sucks. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, I hope we find the milk of human kindness soon, over and over. It's like, <laughs> Uh, uh, fucking, uh, god. There are some really bad companions in Fallout 4. (laughs) So, uh, the Diamond City Radio is the whole reason that Hello Out There exists. Oh! Mm. Just for, like, a- a to part the kimono for a moment. Um, Mm -hmm. that is literally the, like, the- the loose premise idea that I started batting around when we first came up with it. Oh, I mean, the... it's a fun premise. Yeah, Diamond Being City a radio, radio is station great. in the post-apocalypse is great. Yeah. 
Uh, Fallout 76, which is a game that has a lot of mixed feelings about it. Which my brain always thinks is canonically the 76th Fallout. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. There have been 75, well 75 be. others. The other 71 between 4 and 76 really took a decline. <laughs> <laughs> but- Shin Megami Tensei 4 is the 45th entry in the Shin Megami Tensei series. And I'm not joking about that. <laughs> But uh Fallout in Fallout 76, uh there is uh the Appalachian radio host that they added and she's fantastic. I really appreciate from the she's bottom so of my heart dumb. you pronouncing Appalachian correctly as a former Kentuckian. Oh, I'm uh, um not to not to peel back the curtain too much, but like if if I just let my like if I just let sort of my accent slip in, you can very clearly tell where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm from Alabama, so. Oh, got it. All right. Yeah. Be fascinating. I'm from New York. Yeah, Emily's from New York. I'm from Alabama. It's, it's like pretty easy to figure out, map out. Yeah. Uh, I have no notable <laughs> aspects of my uh, accent, which means I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> So it's really funny because on, on our show, Taylor, my co-host, is from a small town in central Illinois, um, mm-hmm. as is my husband. They're childhood friends. And uh, the two of them have a very distinct accent when they get going. And it really bothers me because being from California by way of Washington, I don't have a like dis- distinctive accent. And so mm-hmm. I just absorb whatever I'm around. And I really... <laughs> find it upsetting oh when yeah I, when i start my, to like my could and like my accent that. is super scuffed now just because of my uh like extreme interaction with the internet <laughs> like the casual and liberal use of the word y'all has uh-huh. never been a thing until like recently it's, y'all I'm kind is of in one, the same though my whole, y'all is filling a niche that w- was needed in english i yeah. I grew up with my grandparents and aunts and uncles living in Texas. And so uh, y'all was like something like as a small child, I knew that if I said it, I could make my family laugh. And so it <laughs> it like wound it because they were like, ah, small child from California saying y'all. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. I moved to Kentucky in like my early 20s and they were like, don't say y'all. Don't do that. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Bitch. Because so, every, in Kentucky, what? they don't say y'all; they say you all, and they say it in like a you all kind of way, and like yeah. it okay, throws me sure. hard every time. Huh? People being dicks okay. about the way other people speak makes me mad as a linguist. I I have a <laughs> very important question. What is your view on the word hella? Hella, 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 Mine? hella, hella. Yes. Oh, I'm I'm from the Oakland side of California. I say it all the time. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, hella, hella. All yeah. I can think of with hella is there's a video called Seven Reasons You Should Be Listening to Macklemore If You Aren't Already," and it's got it. I once walked out of an elevator at work into Macklemore. <laughs> <True fact. laughs> Seattle's wow. too small. Fucked up. I would. I would. I would be. I would be mortified, not because I met Macklemore and I'm excited, but mortified because I've met Macklemore and I have to tell people now that I've seen Macklemore. <laughs> So in Seattle, my you can't he, live in blissful ignorance started, that he doesn't exist. <laughs> so when he first started in Seattle, he's not the he doesn't have the same persona he has other places because for like the first I would say three to five years of his career, 
um, like of him like actually charting uh, music. He was still like a social worker oh. for mm-hmm. uh, Seattle schools. And so people knew him as like, oh, yeah, Ben Haggerty, nice guy, like had a drink with him the other night. Like he's a local. And then like when he got super famous and like, like almost like tacky looking, people were just like, eh, he got some money. Good for him. And so, like, the the perspective on Macklemore as a Seattleite is not nearly as, like, cheesy. But, like, when people come to visit, I'll be like, oh, yeah, go to this, like, this one antique mall. Like, that's where he shot the thrift, the thrift shopping video. And, like, or whatever that song is called. And, like, people will always go. And I'm like, you didn't have to go. I just told you where the place was. And they're like, no, we took pictures. What? And I'm like, don't. The, it's a fucking the lesbians oh. that run that place are very nice don't antagonize them <laughs> oh well that's like, just another reason to see, go oh no it's it's a great thrift store that's my so uh my two favorite facts of places that i can go that uh, things have been shot is uh uh in alabama the movie real big fish was shot uh which is not like a well wow. super well-known movie wait big fish or real big, uh, fish? big fish sorry brain not working I love that. Yeah, movie. it was shot. Uh, no, real big fish is the stop club. it. I <laughs> yeah, know. My brain like, stopped yeah. working for a second. I was like, it's the but movie named after the. Uh, it was shot. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say like which music video was yeah, shot. Yeah, sorry, my brain stopped working. But yeah, it was shot in Alabama, uh, and the tough. set wasn't torn yeah. down. So you can actually go to the abandoned set, and it's like algae, like algae overgrown. I love it's. Hmm. I love when when movies do that, where they just come in and create legitimate just like environmental destruction and then they're like yeah we're not gonna take this down well this ain't our problem anymore yeah um the name of the uh the, name of the this... town is uh specter yeah right yeah it's the it's and the it's town actually called like specter the... on the map as well that's really funny hmm. are there really shoes on the yeah. telephone yeah. wire yeah mm-hmm. that's well, terrifying. everywhere that's that's for that's for a reason that's, <laughs> that's uh a okay that's <laughs> here I mean, yeah, is... my neighborhood has some too. It's not terribly I... charming. But... Yeah, I I don't want to. I don't want to change the subject too much. What does any of this have to do with Luigi? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, Luigi would would start a town like this to get away from Mario, yeah. and as revenge for getting his foot stepped on at the end of Wii Tennis, he would make everyone put their shoes up over the telephone wire and go barefoot <laughs> because he has complex trauma. <laughs> I'm not. And he's mm, just trying yeah. to make this new world a beautiful place. Luigi for with the barefoot rights. Mm. Mm-hmm. Luigi's fet- <laughs> foot fetish haven. Okay, sure. Oh no! Wow, this I sucks. Think it's just more I of a fear Luigi... of the hard-toed soul, you know. <laughs> I think Luigi probably wouldn't do well in the apocalypse because he is very like. Uh, you Would know. you say that he rules this settlement with a with a steel toe? <laughs> <laughs> Or we can make more flick jokes. That works too. I think. I think genuinely. I think Luigi would snap. Oh, I think he would snap, and he would be like, "Yeah, I am in charge." So now. just like I am oh, the it boss. would be like in that that game where he gets like hypnotized to be evil or whatever. Except Super like, Paper Mario, Mario he gets Girl. head yeah. trauma and yeah. it makes him yeah, evil. Yeah. I I think yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's head trauma. I think he got a bonk and was like, "Okay, now's my time." <laughs> They all think it I have damage. Like, we're gonna do it this. It was planned, and now with the apocalypse on the heels of the world, Luigi has like mobilized and is wearing a necklace made out of Goomba skulls <laughs> and organ. Do you know how I got these skulls? Why did you? Why did you make Luigi into the Joker? 
Because, like, he's got damage. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, you, he's got, he gets the damage If you really tattoo. wanted to yeah, talk about the Joker, damage. we have him on this list. We do also have the Joker I actually on don't list. think the Joker would do well in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. No, he, no we, like, we've described this multiple times, but if you just give, like, the Joker, like, a month out in the woods in, like, a log cabin, I think he would come back completely normal. You do say that, however, I think... In an apocalyptic situation, the Joker is very reliant on society. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, he needs an opponent, or he crumbles. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So I think the Joker would do poorly because he would like uh, 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 like lose his Jokerness because of the lack of society, and then he'd be like, "Oh shit, this sucks," and I spent so long like, rigging up explosives to boats or whatever, <laughs> that I don't know how to survive in an apocalypse. It's like, uh, dang, my boat explosives plan didn't work. Yeah, he eats I Harley Quinn I after, should've... like, it's uh, Harley Quinn eats him. him. Don't do that to lesbians. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, thing. Harley I Quinn hope, does but... have trained hyenas. Yes, but Harley Quinn also has some serious, like, codependency issues. No, that's, and hey, that's mostly I... fixed now. Hey, that's pretty much mostly fixed. I and haven't also, really kept tabs on her. She has a girlfriend now. Okay. Yeah. So who is an ivy who could who help with growing who would help good edible plants. plants. Well, I guess in that in that evolution of the canon, yes. I'm thinking I I'm yeah. I'm I'm not thinking about that iteration of Harley Quinn, but yes, good. Love so that. so yeah. Uh uh to recap, Joker, no usable skills when society collapses. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, turns normal and then uh, beats it hardcore because he doesn't know how to survive. Luigi yeah. steps up to fill the power. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you sounded so excited. I'm, this I'm just imagining. Like, I actually <laughs> can I can I propose a twist? Can it be Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it doesn't really. Yeah, you know, it's Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, to be fair, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix could survive like the apocalypse days. either. Also, it should be said that this Joker isn't even the DC one. No, so don't give up. No, yeah, it, it is. is. We've just been, we've been doing a bit. That I'm coming clean. What? I'm pulling the no. curtain. Everyone else is no, pulling no, the curtain. No, this session. no, no. <laughs> Pay no attention to the bit behind the curtain. My precious power ring gone forever. Okay. Yeah. So so the Joker the Joker dies, and then uh, Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy are having a good time together, and they grow. Piranha Plant, who also does well in the apocalypse. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I think I think Piranha Plant would prosper in the apocalypse because the Piranha it would just get yeah. Bigger. You 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 said Piranha Plant does well in the apocalypse, and my brain cut you off after does well does, and thought you were gonna say that Piranha Plant does law. I don't know Ooh, exactly okay. why my brain did that. Apocalypse lawyer. <laughs> I think maybe more of like a sheriff position, okay. like a, a sort of giant plant like, sheriff. Uh, like, as Piranha Plant is mutating, its brain becomes malleable, and it finds like a cowboy hat, and it's like, "This is me now." Yeah, Piranha Plant does law, but not as a lawyer, <laughs> as judge, jury, and executioner. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, I I'm okay with. What do you think Judge Judy would do in the <laughs> die. <laughs> Yeah, this is I feel like, like the Judge fifth Judy, celebrity we've talked about. Now every time I podcast. see Judge Judy in like paparazzi photos, or like back like years ago, I remember seeing like as a latchkey kid watching TMZ because it was on and mm-hmm. seeing uh, footage of her out with her husband. 
and her husband's like, oh, this is so embarrassing. You caught me holding a pocketbook. And like, except he's always holding her purse, which tells me Judge Judy does nothing for herself. And yeah. I mean, I think- she also said some pretty bigoted shit. So- oh, did she? Yeah. Also, did she's I- rich, so. Yeah. You remember that husband- thing where you just find people on uh, on social media and they're just horrible, horrible people? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Judge Judy always gave me that vibe anyway, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. She's really, really, I mean, she's always been she really reminds mean me of my next to, door like, neighbor. poor people, so that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, God, now I'm sad. Shit. Yeah. I wasn't Let's even that attached to something her. that will make us just... all happy. Kirby. Oh. Kirby would just Kirby would eat do... the bomb. Kirby, yeah, Kirby. Kirby's, Kirby's fine. No, I'm saying Kirby's that fine. that doesn't happen, but I think we always treat Kirby as like, oh, you know, wholesome or whatever. Kirby would just start. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Absolutely. here's my yeah, this personal is your, take. This is your fucked up evil Kirby arc. Here's my take. This isn't, this is just what Kirby does. Kirby oh. already eats people alive. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. It steals is... their hairstyle afterwards. Like, Which actually, I respect that. Um, yeah. Kirby took like steal see- this look to its logical conclusion. I feel like if you see something that consume w- this look works yeah. for damn it, <laughs> <laughs> eat this look. <laughs> hey, eat this dress. Way I need a tattoo for every person that I kill of their haircut. Um, so <laughs> that's so um, much darker than stealing. Like, over a here hair. on my left shoulder is Macklemore's hair. <laughs> Um, yes. so, like, here's the thing I want to to parse. Kirby doesn't survive in the apocalypse mm. because Kirby is what starts it. Kirby swallows a nuclear bomb and activates Crash, and it destroys the world. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, I, Actually, I think that I was, like, that. I think that was partially the plot of, like, the Brental Floss Kirby with lyrics. What? <laughs> oh, Kirby man. eventually ends Wow. Wow. Is that canon? Here in the space. Goodness. Uh, that's not canon. I mean, for, I don't know if Brental what? Floss has any no way. on Nintendo canon. Hmm. I don't believe it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, before we move on, I think we should take a quick break. Greetings, crewmate number 420. This is Mission Control, tasking you with probably the hardest mission you'll ever receive. Finding the imposter among us. Thankfully for you, we've we've invented a sorting system for all the other crewmates aboard. Go to your web browser and go to patreon.penistricks.biz. That's tricks with a Z. Where you will find that your other crewmates have enlisted into four categories. In the number one category, the one dollar category, as we decide to call it, are the least sus. They don't re- all they really get is a special role in the Discord, but you might still want to keep an eye on them. In the number three tier, the three dollar tier, they can now suggest characters for their new challenger approaches segment. Still, not too much of a concern, but you definitely want to keep an eye on them more than the one dollar tier. Then we're getting up there into the five dollar tier where they get access to bonus content. Definitely keep an eye out for that. And then at the $10 tier, we have the most sus crewmates. It's so much so that I have to list their names here, just in case you come in contact with them. Be extremely careful with the 
following sus crewmates. Bobby Lee, Jaden K, and Sabrina Hot Sauce. Like, really, really hot sauce. Good luck on your mission, crewmate. Mission Control out. Uh, if I may introduce a response to things to your your group canon, just because I say it and it will probably come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, the phrase "cheers beers chat" is something. Huh. Uh, my my brother in college got into a joke group inspired by that viral men's dinner thing. Yeah. Uh, where he and his friends started a group chat called Beers Chat, where they would post anytime one of them had a beer. Okay. And I am one year sober. I do not drink beer. However, their thing is whenever one of them would post a beer, everyone to the group, everyone would have to text back cheers beers chat as like a group think joke. <laughs> okay. Huh. And so now when good things happen or someone's like, oh yeah, like they make like a, an affirmative statement, my brain goes cheers beers chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't help it. So it's something I tend to warn people about that has also spread it uh, far and wide. But yeah. That's, that's funny. Anyway. It's why I respond to a lot of things with cheers, not because I'm British, but because I'm stupid. <laughs> hey, look. So that, again, linguistically fascinating. Uh, uh, every Everyone, like, just gets little bits of language stuck in their brain that they do. And mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, my favorite dumb response to uh, nothing is, you, you know, how sometimes people will be like uh, 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 talking about uh, we'll need like a segue, but they they're not sure how to do it. And so mm-hmm. they just leave like a pause and they just go. So well. and then like there's a pause there. My response is always to go a needle pulling thread. Uh, That's excellent. It's it's uh, mine. Mine is usually just very Poignant silence, slap of the knees. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's something so midwestern about that. Yeah, yeah. There's something very midwestern about like, it. That is, that but is again, my... I come from New York. <laughs> no, that's it's hilarious. That's exactly what my my mother-in-law's father would would do and does do anytime there's a segue needed. Is he just like slaps a knee? Well, yeah, I feel like that's very like because in the midwest there is this like this cultural thing of like you say goodbye to someone and then chat for like 20 more minutes mm-hmm. yeah and, and then, then like the that like knee, the knee slap and then that's your sign to actually leave <laughs> yeah yes. the, it's the spongebob i'm a head out meme in real life yeah um, all older midwestern men do it and they don't realize they're doing it and if you call them out on literally any behavior they will flip shit <laughs> all right yeah. do you guys wonder anyway. if juggalos do that but I bet they like they uh, tap mean, out a little rhythm on their thighs instead of. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, despite being from the Midwest, I've never met a juggalo before. I think I think juggalos actually like their preferred sign off is like fucking magnets. Am I right? All right, see you later. Okay, Damn. well, do you mind me asking what part of the Midwest you're from? I'm from. Uh, I'm in Michigan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, I think the home of the juggalo, or if not, Fago, which is a symbol it is. of the it's juggalo. both of those things. That's excellent. The home F- the... Fago is a symbol of the Juggalo because the home because of Fago is also the home the of the Juggalo. I was going to ask yeah. how they the bought Juggalos... the company? Yes. <laughs> yes. No fucking way. Yes. yes. Fago is owned by ICP. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask how ICP would do in the post-apocalypse, but there is a long-form piece of media that explores that. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the Ultimate Tier List. Hello. Hello, our listeners. Yeah, the show where we talk about juggalos, uh, where we talk about insane clown pussy, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Princess Peach. We talk about insane clown what? Posse. Uh, insane clown pussy. Uh, yeah, keep up. Come on. <laughs> what's what's the things they put in insane clown pussy that makes it so poppin'? It's magnets, it's babe. babe. <laughs> Yep, there it is. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we god. fucking got it. Okay. So, got speaking it. of someone who would be an ICP, Dr. Mario. <laughs> so Dr. Mario is absolutely doing um, experimental illegal surgeries. He is extracting teeth and putting them into other people's mouths. Okay, yeah. He is chopping people yeah. up. Like, he is going Don- for it because there are irradiated people who are in a half-life right now. And therefore, he is like, okay, well... I wasn't an ethical experimenter before, but now I'm a true singer. No, he wasn't. <laughs> so he's, he's... He claims to have been ethical. He's really gone full, like, Andrew Ryan. Hmm. I, I just I... see him as, as, like, you know, we talked about Fallout 4. You know the guy that just had the mansion full of chopped up people? Oh, yeah, art? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, that's uh... where I think Dr. Mario is living, and I think he's, like, claiming he's doing experiments, but, like, really, he's just butchering people. Um, really yeah, quick. I think it's... I don't think it's a mansion, isn't it? Like an apartment building? It's like an apartment complex. Yeah, like I don't even thing. remember, honestly. Okay, I'm sorry. It's it doesn't matter. Yeah, but just to, to part the kimono, uh, Fallout Four was a game I only played while drinking heavily. Ah, <laughs> so it's uh, I I drunk bombed my way through Fallout Four. I don't remember the details. It's fine. It's a game that deserves to be modded. Um, Fallout yeah. New Vegas is the best Fallout game. Uh, the most colorful and kind of visually interesting Fallout game, as weird as this is to say, might be 76. Okay. 76 actually has a lot of really, really good redeeming qualities about it. Now that it's so gotten many so many pissed off, So many pissed off West Virginians. Yeah. So many. Oh, yeah. I, one of, one of my good friends, her fiance, uh, is from... Not from Huntington, but she's from thereabouts, and they met in Huntington. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Amanda, this one's for you. I'm sorry about Fallout 76. I'm going to say it on air because um... no, I think I think people from West Virginia deserve to get knocked down a peg. Actually, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. You just can't. Handle they act all those like they're so cool. The they act like they're so cool because they get a fucking Mothman or whatever. <laughs> they do get. They they do have that that sexy yeah. sexy Mothman. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I think they need to get knocked down. Does have a butt that just won't play it. Also, Bell just doesn't doesn't like that the McElroy brothers are popular. It's so Uh, funny. So also that, but that that friend um, living in Huntington was like the whole time she was there, she's like never heard a word. She literally was studying in the department where Doctor Sydney McElroy sometimes adjunct teaches, and was like, I don't know who that is, (laughs) and I was like. Oh, and I was like, well, uh, listen to the podcast. Oh. And she's like, no, I'm good. I like, I live in Huntington. I'm good. I was like, that's okay. valid. Uh, but honestly, yeah. Uh, but no, that, but also, that uh, Dr. Dr. Mario is doing copious amounts of drugs also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Natch. He's slinging horse for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I think is to be expected. Uh, and I don't think I would blame anyone for doing copious amount of, amounts of drugs during the apocalypse. But I think it should be noted. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There's another 
fun one we could uh put on this list. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh let's let's do let's do some people who uh uh, uh don't get rated nearly as often as they should cuz they're at the end of the list. Uh Minecraft Steve. Oh. Hmm. Minecraft Steve. Oh, Minecraft Steve's fine. doing fine. Yeah. I think anyone from Minecraft is just called Minecraft. Sorry. Uh Minecraft. Steakboat. Is is totally Dig slaying make. because basically yeah. like everything in this guy's world is like 8-bit, right? So he how do I put this? He's already dealt with worse. Like the world of Minecraft already has apocalyptic elements to it. Mm-hmm. I, I yes, think the, the, the horrors of the apocalypse do not affect Minecraft Steve in the same way it might affect us. Right, because yeah. he's used to having to, like, batten down the hatches at night. He's used to having to, like, hunt for his own food. He's yeah. used to having to, like, reinforce his own house. Yeah. I, he's, me, used to, he's used to trapping a whole bunch of people inside a terrifying machine to create iron. Uh-huh. Okay. No, yeah. that's a machine yeah. for I just, things. honestly, my hope for Minecraft Steve is that in the apocalypse he falls in love. That's it. That's all I want for him. I think he's doing fine. Damn, it's a happy story in the end. Uh You know, they found love in a hopeless place. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Lily, can you say that uh, line from the Minecraft Girlfriend video? Oh, uh, uh, do I have to? No, Uh, you don't. Please don't. You won't get paid this episode. I I don't get paid anyways, we're fine. Uh, The thing Val is talking (laughs) about for you, Lindy, uh, if you may not be in the loop, is there's the really, really terrible mod review uh, for Minecraft, like, that's ages old by a dude named the Diamond Minecart, and in it he makes an incredibly, like, incredibly outdated sexist joke. You know the one with sandwiches. And Mm -hmm. there's just an awkward silence after he makes it, and then his theme song starts playing, and it is abysmal. Yeah, it's like watching a car I think, crash. Damn, what I a think it's very funny. Mind for comedy. <laughs> yeah, on our podcast, Sephiroth. Sephiroth. He's trying to cause the end of the world. Yeah, doesn't he do that? Honestly, yeah, he probably caused it intentionally. Uh, I think Sephiroth won't do well in the apocalypse. Actually, you don't think so? There's really not much because... you can do with a washing pole beyond stab a flower girl. Well, hmm. where, there's that, but also, like, his. where's he going to find hair products? Where's he going to mm. find, like, yeah, there's no protein that powder that... to keep up those abs? That vertical does not stay up on its own. That it hair. I, I, I think he challenges Joker Luigi <laughs> to be, like, the biggest, baddest villain of the wasteland, and Joker Luigi rips his throat out with his teeth. Holy shit! Yeah. Also, yeah, I, I, think... I mean, I know it's aesthetic, but I don't know that having an exposed chest is going to help Sephiroth in this particular. Definitely case. not. Yeah, no. so it, will help, a, a, it, it will help. It will help Luigi. However, mm-hmm. yeah, it will help Luigi. Yes. I'm going to give Sephiroth a two because he'll survive for a little bit until the climactic show. He can fly. He can fly, but he looks really stupid doing it. Yeah, but there's like there's probably some mutated birds, like giant pterodactyl type things that'll just take him out of the yeah. sky at this point. Damn. Yeah, but again, he can fly, but he will try and challenge Joker Luigi to an honor battle or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's the technique at, that's gonna get him. And mm-hmm. 
he will die uh, because he'll like take too long laughing uh, about how his victory is assured, and Joker Luigi will already be hopped up on the Argas from the Pokemon Pikachu movie. <laughs> Why do you keep hey, so, referencing okay, wait, Detective Can we talk about Pikachu? Detective Pikachu for a second? Can we talk about that? Sure. For sure. a second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. So they. This will be so a rating for it, Pikachu as well. So, um, so they call it they call it Argas in the beginning, right? Because it says R on the vial. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, clearly that's just a placeholder. It's going to turn out to be like some Team Rocket bullshit, whatever. Yeah. No, it's just called that. Yeah. Why would they? Why is it just called that? That's it's such like a shitty virus. Name. It's such a shitty name. It's it such a shitty name. It's absolutely it's, awful. It's it just stands for rabies. <laughs> that's like the oh. word. That's like. I get the, it. The, that aspect of Detective Pikachu is the worst part of that movie. Okay, so Pikachu. Are you sure it's not Mr. Mime? No, actually, the Mr. Uh, Mime part's delightful. That's my take. Yeah. I just really hate Mr. Mime. Uh, because it shows that even in the Pokemon universe, people hate Mr. Mime. Yeah, Mr. Mime yeah. is an anomaly. There was. I, I went into Detective Pikachu at, at the time I'm I was sorry. dating my husband, who is. No, okay, no. No, the movie. I went into that movie, watching that movie. Yeah. Not my condolences. Not having <laughs> any, well, not having any real understanding of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. And my husband is like a hardcore, lifelong Pokemon enthusiast, and so mm-hmm. we're, we're. We watching know a few he, people like that. And I, hey, I still like him. We're not going to besmirch him on this. Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, badmouth your husband right now. <laughs> no, no, no. He, I, no. Lovable despite his flaws. No. Uh, but. <laughs> we we went into that movie and just every five seconds I was like, "What is that? What is that? Like, what am I looking at?" And he was like, "Don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." And like by oh. the end, I was like, "What did I watch?" And he was like, "You you um you watched Ryan Reynolds carrying that on his shoulders. We're not going to get into all the different so, characters." Like, this see, is it, not- this is actually interesting because I watched Detective Pikachu because I've regressed back into like my tenth grade Pokemon phase mm-hmm. recently. Uh, and I watched it with, uh, and I've, I watched it with my girlfriend who doesn't know a lot about Pokemon, except I took the alternate, uh, of explaining what every Pokemon was. So his thing was, he was like, I don't want this to be your entree into what these characters are. (laughs) Like, he's like, I don't want to do that to you. Um, but it was really funny because it did, he, he told me going into the show, uh, today that, he was like, "Oh, is that that's the show where they they rank all the all the Smash characters, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And Ooh, he was we're like, famous. And he, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a fan. Um, uh, but he was like, he's like, "Are they gonna have to like classify like which one you would be?" And I was like, "Why would that be the?" We actually, <laughs> um, we we usually do that for me fighters. Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about how well you would fare in the apocalypse, no, I would I would do terribly. I am a noodle Same. person. I have only soft yeah. skills. Um, but his argument is that I am the human personification of Jigglypuff, and he just oh. wanted to make that clear over the airwaves that hmm. he married Jigglypuff, well, and he's well, doing that's, medium with it. Well, that's interesting. Well, that's, wow. That's complicated, yes. because our, in our podcast canon, Jigglypuff is an evil being. <laughs> yeah, is a domestic <laughs> Jigglypuff <laughs> did cause 9 I know. I know. Yeah, so it's I- like... <laughs> Um, uh, like, we have the Joker on this list, but Jigglypuff is more of the Joker than the Joker is to us. Lindy, did you yeah. post 9-11? I didn't. Uh, I was eight, <laughs> and I was asleep at the time. Right. But, <laughs> um... 
don't know. Yeah. No, they, just they really do say you remember where you were on 9 <laughs> I sure as fuck don't. <laughs> what? Neither do I. The fact that I'm old enough to know where I was on 9-11? Oh, well, no. It's well, always actually, the thing I do of, remember. Like, I was in kindergarten, so. I was more so talking about, like, when it's, like, the like the old Republican man who's like, oh, you never forget where you were on 9-11. I was asleep. Yeah, that, it's 100%. like saying you never forget how to ride a bike. Well, psych. Bitch, I never learned. <laughs> uh, so I you, didn't that's my I thing. Was I was way old, I was and it was one, too late to brag. I, I was one year old when 9-11 happened, so. Hmm. You were, I'm sorry, you were what? One year old. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Wow. You are the oldest person here. How does it feel to be old? Do you feel your arthritis uh, flaring up? So the funny, the funny thing I was about four. this is, um, my husband's three years older than I am. Uh, oh. and <laughs> boomer. Uh huh. Yeah. No. So uh, when's he gonna keel over hard. so you can get his inheritance? See, that's that's the whole thing. I'm Anna Nicole Smithing him. Um, <laughs> he's thirty and he is on his way out. <laughs> Mark my word. I mean, I feel like that now, and I'm 24. <laughs> no, I I made a Jesus. lot of jokes about that, which which landed like kind of in like a mid range because uh in 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 it both in his family, both of his step parents at the time that we started dating were at least five to ten years older than his parents, and he was like, no, ten years is fine, and I was like, this. I mean, truly, like, that is how you Anna Nicole Smith a person, and I respect it. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Anyway, I would not survive in the apocalypse. Oh, oh no, I would die I, immediately. Well, oh, My head would oh, just right. explode. So this this was the other half of the conversation, which is, I turned to him at one point and was like, oh, I wouldn't do well in the apocalypse. And I said, we wouldn't do well, because we're nerds. And then he reminded me that he's an Eagle Scout who used to work both warehouse and construction, mm. and... Um, yes, he has a degree in BIPOC and feminist literature, but he also could build a house, and I was very upset after that. Because I know I how like, to build oh, a lean-to, shit like that. Yeah, so, yeah like, I, it like should the be fact stated. that my husband would fully survive just based on, like, the fact that the skills he acquired prior to being like, oh, I can leave the Midwest and get soft skills? That's insane. Uh, is really upsetting because truly my parents were like, oh, you don't have to do any sports. You don't have to do anything physical. You don't have to get strong if you don't want to. Go ahead. No, read, see, read my, my parents were like, we're not going to let you be fully a nerd without any, like, with more than just going to school. So the option for me was I do band or I do a sport. Right. Uh, I am, like, one of the least athletic people I know. <laughs> so I obviously chose band. Uh, I, had, I, used to I had the baseball, rare jock mom. So. The, the rare straight cis jock mom mm-hmm. um, who her response to everything, even though she went to art school, her response to everything is like, good hustle, good hustle. And it's like, <laughs> which is which is the mom huh. equivalent of good answer. Uh, good answer. That lives in my head. That is a soundbite my brain plays. I just want you to know that. Great. Uh, because, because you of You impersonating Louis Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> The story uh, behind that is so wild because out of nowhere, I found a ROM for, uh, I mean, a legal copy of uh, Family Feud for the PS1, and I streamed uh-huh. it over Discord. No, 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 no. Val was doing the good answer bit a good couple days before that. Yes. I think that's what prompted you yes. to find it. I love the good answer bit. I love it's it. Great. It's 
I, I it's think about it constantly. Good, it's the only good part of watching Family Feud. <laughs> is being able to, whenever they say anything, be like, good answer. Good you know, they always answer. give shit answers on Family Feud. What the fuck is up with hey, that shit? Um, on the, on the, like, surviving the apocalypse thing for me really quick, I uh-huh. feel like I probably yeah. would be fine, because, like, you mentioned the whole construction thing. I worked construction. Uh, I used to fish a lot. when I won fishing tournaments when I was younger, so I know how to catch fish. That's awesome. And I can cook. Yeah. So theoretically, um, yeah. I'd be like, okay. I just think I'd Well, go I have no like practical skills mad. because I used to uh, be a child golfing prodigy. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. See, I, I, I just, like, like the thing is... I, you if, can't if I see me, but die, I'm a gape. I... I can't move on. Yeah, um, is is that um is that like unre- unrealistic to you? Hold on, let no, me get my golfing no. trophy. No, it's it's oh it actually God. it fits. It fits in a way that I would have never imagined. Yeah, but now but I'm also... too far for it. Yeah. Uh, so uh I I was a Cub Scout as a child actually. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> I met Tiger Woods. I are you serious? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've heard this. Uh, this is a, this is a story, story I've told heard so many story. times, but uh, basically when I was 11, I won a golfing tournament and uh, I was able to meet Tiger Woods and won my family a trip to Disney World. Oh, dope. Damn. Yeah. I, 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 I also was in a competition that got my me a trip to Disney World, but it was not golf. It was math. Uh, <laughs> Damn, we're with like a bunch what of... What is with everyone who got... Exactly the everyone reason else's, that I would not. Everyone else's uh, skills got their their family to Disney World. I won one poetry <laughs> thing. My parents never let me forget it, and we didn't get to go anywhere. I, <laughs> oh, I didn't win. I didn't win like fucking anything. Oh, as a kid. I just My, do poetry now for fun. Through, through also, the Emily, have you ever heard of the Phantom of the Open? No. Okay, I I need you to just like write this down on a post it. Look up the name Maurice Flitcroft. Okay. Maurice. Okay. He is a British a British man in the sixties. This is a, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't need to make this a tangent, but I, it's mm-hmm. an incredible piece of like human trivia. He's a man who saw golf on TV in like 1960s England. He was like a crane operator. And he was like, how hard could that possibly be? And, uh, so he decided he was going to learn golf by trying to qualify for the British Open without any experience or practice, having never played on a course before. Uh huh. And obviously he played the worst round of golf his first time out ever. Yeah. Because he'd only ever played on, like, a playground, like, just, like, chipping balls in, like, the grass. But then he tried to qualify for the Open just about every year after that, because when they disqualified him, they said he couldn't play. Basically, you could get on into the Open by saying you were a professional, and you didn't have to list your handicap or anything like that. So he said he was a professional. They let him in automatically. He played the worst game of golf in the British Open qualifiers ever. And then almost every year after that, he was blacklisted from playing amateur golf. So he kept requalifying for the Open under aliases. <laughs> not improving at all. That's amazing. <laughs> and they would, like, catch him and kick him out. And he would apply. So, like, one of his aliases, literally, someone said, because, like, the British tabloids thought he was, like, a prankster. But he was, like, a genuinely super super sincere idiot and he <laughs> he uh was told like oh you know i bet the paycheck was nice or whatever you're just trying to get your paycheck and so the next year he tried to qualify under the name gene paychecky <laughs> oh my it's 100 percent. it's he's an incredible folk hero uh oh, i think amazing. there's an american in like michigan or minnesota there is a, a tournament in his honor every year hell yeah that i believe he attends well you gotta go heard about him 
It's uh, I haven't I haven't golfed since I was like thirteen. Neither has this guy. So don't worry. <laughs> it's the only okay. time you ever No, I actually golf I is- actually I actually went to golfing school as a child. Jeez. Wild. Yeah, it was like a summer like free program that the local like golf small golf course. I mean, I also did gymnastics as a child. Oh, so. on my fishing tournament thing. I y'all got trips to Disneyland. I got two hundred dollars. Jeez. They just oh, gave nice. you cash as a child? That's a windfall. I okay. I also got cash as a child for doing math competitions, just different ones. What from, the fuck? The I didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the only person that uh, ever paid you the win privilege that? of living in Michigan. <laughs> did you uh, win I, those math competitions? I didn't. Wasn't in a math competition. I did win like a regional competition for uh, software, like. Not vocabulary wasn't the word, but it was like a software like quiz thing, mm-hmm. trivia thing, and I won. I got third place in the regional thing, which meant I got to go to state for knowing uh, software words, essentially, and knowing how to apply them. Uh, but I knew I wasn't going to win at state because I was surprised I even won at regionals. So I only went because my boyfriend at the time, who ended up ghosting me like a month later, was also going to state. That is huh. ice cold. <laughs> Everything Wild. about that is ice cold. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh... Uh, I think I'm the only one who hasn't mentioned uh, why I would not survive in the apocalypse. And that's because... You can like, barely right survive now, in your own room. Yeah. My diet right now is like Domino's like three to four times a week. Uh, what's uh, your What's your order? Cereal. And, oh, uh, small pepperoni pizza. And I eat the entire thing. What kind of crust? Uh, like regular? Okay, so no, the, the reason I ask costs? is because in my first apartment, I lived off of thin, a small thin crust pepperoni Domino's pizza like three times thin a week. Crust yep. But yeah, but Domino's that, and then, um, and then when I'm at work, uh, uh, what I'll do is I will take, uh, spicy nacho Doritos, and then I will, uh, uh, pour the gas station nacho cheese that I have over that. And that's what I eat. Yeah. So like Luna also uh, apocal- uh, takes the, a slice the of the apocalypse ham happens and rolls it and up just, into a that's straw. That's not and a thing that I do. It. That's not a real thing. No, it's real. <laughs> so I w- I I will Honestly, say though no that you that while you are while I understand where you're coming from, like oh I can barely feed myself. It seems like you are adept at eating garbage what some might define as garbage yeah you can Honestly, probably yeah find some and that's that's the thing being able to eat preserved like crap like that's fair so, I, I still the, the problem is sourcing it yeah because right? the reality of it is most so this is something that we've explored like kind of behind the scenes on hello out there of like what kinds of foods would survive the apocalypse and one thing i realized was that my college diet of easy mac sweet and spicy Doritos, sometimes crushed up in the Easy Mac, don't judge me, um, Diet Coke, I, I and S'mores Pop-Tarts mm-hmm. would not only oh, be- Oh, fuck yeah, I love those bitches. Would not only right be here. fully achievable if I could find, like, a big box store where no one liked those particular things, because they're not the most popular things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, like, they would potentially never expire, because I don't think they use, like, real anything. No. And, like, powdered milk is, like, an eternal food. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I, if I could get, and this isn't even, like, if I could go back to my college metabolism or any of that crap, like, if I could just recondition my body to live on those foods. Yeah. As yeah. I did in college, which I think would uh, take me probably a month or two of, like, serious nausea to, like, ease back into, <laughs> I could live forever. <laughs> because. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, as long as you they, know, that's actually long, fair. And the extra, and the extra that that was you get from uh, alpha particles, just fucking blasting the shit out of those pop parts, would be like the Hulk. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, for me, as long as, like, I can find some way to recreate Chicken Bacon Ranch wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those are three that... things that don't survive the apocalypse canonically, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, Ranch or, does. Ranch it's just become a living organism. Yeah. Or, okay. alternatively, if this I can is my recreate, ranch. <laughs> if I can recreate uh, my most hated sandwich. Which is? Uh, okay, so you get two oh, fried some no. bacon. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Uh, nice toast... You toast two pieces of white bread. Uh-huh. Uh, you put peanut butter on the pieces of white bread. Sure. Uh, you put the bacon on the bread. You put a craft single, like cheese single, <laughs> single on it. And then put it into a sandwich and eat it. Okay, nominally cheese. Which craft cheese will survive because it's it hasn't even survived being it's, considered It's basically more akin to the plastic it's wrapped in, yes. <laughs> Uh, but that is a food that I enjoy to eat. This is and vile. This it's not vile. vile. It's it not vile. It's good. Why did you good. ever put peanut what butter if, and if... fucking craft singles together in a goddamn thing? That's the bank going to the, fucking of... strike you. <laughs> what if instead of like pre-toasting that, you you did that like a like a grilled cheese sandwich? Uh. I mean, that could it'd probably be very messy because there'd be a lot of melted peanut butter. <laughs> there would also be the peanut butter. Yeah, it would, there, it would be but... a melted peanut butter because it would, like... What if, hear me out here, awful, you freeze awful. the peanut butter into a discus, and then you wrap it in the cheese, and then you, and then you throw you it into it. the woods because this is a and terrible idea. And then you put idea. dog pills in it, right? You put pills in it for your dog? Because yeah. that's what that is. You are making dog food. <laughs> <laughs> that's dog medicine food. Anyway... Uh, Regardless, I, I'm a, that sandwich is that's good. That's how I'm the gonna take my good. estrogen from now on. <laughs> the sandwich is honestly just, the I'm, the notion I'm of bad. putting pills in peanut butter it so applies to people. Like, if only we could just get the same like swallowing mechanism as dogs. Like, um, for for a very long time, I just dry swallowed everything, and people looked at oh. me like I was a fucking horrible freak of nature. Did you have like acid reflux out the yang? Because I can't imagine. No. that feels good. Really? No, I was fine. Uh, wow, it is. You you uh, you just need to work up like just a little bit of spit beforehand to help get it done uh, so that you have something else to swallow. Jesus Christ, like just liquid. get a bottle of water or drink it with root beer like I, mean, I do. I mean, now I, I take it with water because I pretty much only exclusively drink water and coffee. Taking pills with hot coffee is a thing that I do that my body is like, why would you do that on a regular basis? <laughs> it's fine. The thing that killed me, I texted my brother last night. I was like, I just chased Pepto-Bismol with coffee. And he texted <laughs> me back and was like, sweetie. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like when a wow. 20 when a 23-year-old man is like sweetie. So, so Lindy, Lindy, the problem with that that one there is that um you didn't they cancel mix each them. other out. Yeah. Here's the thing, the Pepto-Bismol stomach. fixed the previous problem. And then I was offered coffee and I was like, "You know what? <laughs> Let's call it a new problem." <laughs> you just introduced a new problem. Yeah. I and actually I see. what ended now, up happening so was I ended up being fine. No, then you have to chase the coffee with a shot of NyQuil. 
Oh. Uh, I am. I and am then you chase that shot of Nyquil okay, with a shot I, of I have, a, I have a question for the room. Just like in you your opinion. You chase the Nyquil with Red Bull. <laughs> I, so then you I chase am, the I'm Red Bull from... with a shot of vodka. Jesus. Okay, so I, I have a question, and it's like it's like a moral, de- like almost in my mind, it's almost like a ship of Theseus question. Yes. Okay. I am. I am four days from my first sober birthday. Yes. I have been alcohol free oh, for a congrats. year. Congrats. Oh, thanks. No, I, I, that's, I'm not, I, that, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here for the cookie points. My question is, yeah. <laughs> is does NyQuil threaten human sobriety? Because it threatens some your liver. Yes, some people say no. <laughs> right. So it's, I, I won't drink it because I'm like, this feels like booze. Yeah. Like it feels boozy. Mm-hmm. And I just I, don't want to break my streak. Like okay. I, I've gamified my sobriety so, in a way that I don't want to break my streak. The thing is, have I told the NyQuil story? I have not yes, heard it. And maybe that <sighs> matters. Okay. I have a heart out in 20 minutes, so go for it. <laughs> okay. So, we're pretty much abandoning the entire plot of the episode by this point. We're just talking about I'll take the blame. I'll take no, the blame. No, it's fucking no, chill. It's Who cares? Um, but everyone else has heard this story, Lindy, so I'll try and be quick okay. about it. But, okay. So, you know how I used to work uh, overnights at Walmart? And... Oh, this is the night. Yes, you've discussed yeah. this. Yes. That place was fucking insane. And it included a guy who I can never remember the name of, but he used to work in the oh, pet department. I, I've heard the I've heard the Nyquil story. The guy who slammed a bottle yes. of Nyquil, right? Every night after his shift ended, he would just go to the pharmacy, buy a bottle of Nyquil, down it in one go, and then fucking leave. <laughs> I feel like they should. Question: Did you get a discount? Yes, <laughs> like we, we a- got a we got a uh, an employee discount. Yes. Okay, so he's using his discount on Nyquil. Yes. Every time he had a shift. Yeah. His liver is fucking destroyed. Also, I feel dust. like if you're working the counter at 24 hour, whatever, the overnight shift at Walmart, there should be a point where you're like, I'm not letting you do this anymore. Yeah, there has to be some intervention. But everyone there works the same shift and nobody cares. I mean, it is a thing uh, of like... I killed myself on three uh, cans of Monster a night for six months. And almost gave myself a think, heart attack. I, I actually like know someone who had, had a cardiac event because of Monster. Yeah. Hmm. Wild. Do you think he had like a loyalty card where he got every 10th bottle of NyQuil for free? No. Yeah. I would hope so. Otherwise, I think he, if okay. not, he could probably have set that up himself by just taking some from the back. So not not to evoke my brother one last time, because he will not listen to this, but yeah. uh, what just a fun thing that he discovered when he went to college was if you write brands... And you say, hey, I loved your thing. They'll send you either that thing or a piece of uh, merch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so Yo, I'm about his, to hit his... up fucking warheads every single day. <laughs> no, so especially brands that are not like hot right now. Like he uh, he got a hat, I think, from a hat and a mug from Culver's. Huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, my coffee maker's beeping. Okay, it's done. He got a hat and a mug from Culver's. I believe he got free toothpaste. He got um, dry shampoo for writing like Pantene. Like he just he just looked at every brand he had in his apart in his dorm and was like, I have no money, but I do have paper, so we're gonna do this. And he wrote them letters. And my question is, do you think this guy wrote Nyquil Corporate to get a specialty coupon for every tenth bottle free? Because there's no way that like a pharmacist could do that for him. However. <laughs> I would like to think in a, that in a he perfect world, tried. I would like to imagine so. But realistically, I don't think he was even aware. 
most of the time. Do you think he was, time. like, addled by the NyQuil yeah. <laughs> in a way that... He's uh, become molded by the NyQuil. I don't think he could write legibly he's, at that point to be able He's to taken so much NyQuil, he has eyes on the inside now. Oh, fuck yeah! Grant's eyes, what makes much like the vacuous spider Rom. Yeah. So that guy would, uh, to go back to our episode slightly, that guy would get a five on Survivor. Oh, yeah. yeah. That dude yeah, is so unaffected by anything. everything, he would be unstoppable. Okay, Lindy, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you could put any character in Smash, who would you put in Smash? Does not have to be limited to video game characters or actual plausibility. Just who would any, you character. Smash? any character. Any um, character. Anybody. Oh, I, I'm drunk with power. Uh, I would say Tracy Jordan from Thirty Rock. Huh? Because he would just huh. he would just okay. come uncorked. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So how well would Tracy Jordan from Thirty Rock do in the Fallout Tracy Jordan. Um, the so w- there's a scene in Thirty Rock where uh, Doctor Leo Spichemin, played by um, Chris Parnell mm-hmm. does a physical of Tracy like he gives him a physical and he's like your blood is root beer and some of your bones have vanished <laughs> and okay. okay I think yeah so you're saying he's already a super mutant yes <laughs> I think that any man who has the confidence to walk down Park Avenue swinging a lightsaber in just whitey tidies screaming I am a Jedi would do fine for a while okay yeah Def- yeah. yeah it's sort of like it. it yeah, okay I but I don't think I've he never seen this show, term. by the way. I've already forgotten this uh, person's name, and all I can think of is Tracy Chapman. <laughs> so he's right. played by Tracy. He's played by Tracy Morgan from SNL, okay. and his character's name is Tracy Jordan, and it's a very thinly veiled character. One thing I will say is Thirty Rock uh, got a lot wrong about gender. Yes. Yeah, and I always, I always like preface that um, in that there is a, a yeah. nostalgia. That propels me when I watch Thirty Rock, but there is also a serious like. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's like fly. people watching it, it, yeah, Friends. It's, like yeah. you watch it because of yeah. the nostalgia, not because of. It's aged really poorly yeah. in areas, and in other areas, it has been an oracle. Like they um they called Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. Uh, they and they well, called shots that's, on that's no on like Hollywood five or six abusers, but it's because Hannibal Burris was on their writing staff. Yeah, and he's the guy that uh. that called out Bill Cosby IRL. Um, God, I love Hannibal Burris. Yeah, me. it's a shame well, he was Actually, a wait a minute. Oh, right. He yeah. does a bit. He plays so throughout that show, he plays uh, an unhoused individual who shows up from time to time in uh, what almost feels like a nod to the movie Trading Places, like Eddie Murphy's character in Trading Places. Huh. And they reference it a few times. Like at one point, he shows up in the office and he's like, "I was told to come up here and switch lives with a white guy." <laughs> like. <laughs> That's pretty um, fun. <laughs> but he, uh, at one point, Animal Burris is one of those about... people who's like a very accomplished comedian. But then you read into his well, personal did, life, and he he's did a fucking be... landlord. And it's like, come on. He dude. did used to be homeless, though, yeah. and so that is something that that he references in this character. Yeah. But there's a bit where a kid points to a. <laughs> uh, they're talking about jobs being eliminated and becoming obsolete, and the kid points to a newspaper stand, like one of those dispensers for newspapers. Yeah. The kid goes, "Mama, what's that?" And Hannibal Burris goes, "It's a toilet or a woman. It's whatever you want it to be." Oh and um, anytime a small child says, "What's that?" <laughs> that is the <laughs> response that my brain creates. Uh, <laughs> Wild. Uh, I only know Hannibal Burris. Because he, uh, well, obviously, first off, because of the Eric Andre show, but second off, yeah. he uh, has done collaborative songs with one of my favorite rappers. 
Yes, he's done music with Open Mike Eagle. He has. I love Open Mike Eagle. Oh, he's great. <gasps> oh my god. We have to talk more about this when we're not on recording. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish I didn't have to record my podcast in 10 minutes, or I would absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was lovely having you, Lindy. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we definitely didn't do any of the premise of the episode, but I think we had a good time doing it. We did a little bit. We did a way less than we did with our last guest. Regardless, regardless, I don't think anyone listens to the podcast for our scathing reviews of Super Smash. I was under the assumption that's only what they listen to it for. (laughs) No, it turns out it's actually, they don't actually, as long as we make bits or whatever, I think they're pretty satisfied. Not to blow up your spot, but uh, you definitely told me I did not have to, like, (laughs) think about or consider smash brothers in any way yeah no (laughs) if it makes you feel Uh, any better uh, a lot of the time we don't even know what we're talking about when it comes to smash and also none of us really care about it i i i love the show really wish they did more riddles yeah uh yeah (laughs) so join us next week when we do a riddle episode yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a riddle podcast next week and it's gonna be all riddles Oops, mm. all yeah, Join us next week on Hey Ultimate Ultimate. That sucks. God, that's this that is sucks. a bad joke. I have, it's a bad I have a bit. Good, like, one of my best friends um, has told me that he doesn't care where my show ranks on iTunes. He doesn't care what happens to anyone. If I'd never have Adol Rafai on my show, it's not a real show. And he's sorry to tell me that, but it's true. I mean, and I think Adol, I mean, Adol Rafai will be on your show if you give him a grilled cheese sandwich. So. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's, I don't have the confidence to solicit out or is basically. Oh, we're we're, we're planning on. If only there were someone some who point. was a mod in the Hey Riddle Riddle Discord here. <laughs> hmm. If only. If only. Uh, uh, I've had I, great. I, I, I've had great like those Instagram DM conversations with Erin Keefe where she'll respond to anything. Um, I I told her this one time I was like, Hey. So just so you know, your episodes keep coming out right at the time my husband and I go to bed, and he keeps waking up to me laughing. And uh, the other night, I messaged her. No, no, no. This is this is why uh, I messaged her because I'm like the other night I had to say, "Sweetheart, go back to sleep." I'm just laughing about the Kevin Smith sex tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's. Uh, And and Aaron just goes, "What a fever dream!" And I was like, "No, but really." All right. Um, hi. Well, everyone, I'm lo- thank you for listening. Yeah. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at UTLPod. Join the Discord at discord.penistricks.biz. That's tricks spelled with a Z. Yep. Uh, join the Patreon at patreon.penistricks.biz. Uh, find me at Aluna Dragon on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Val underscore underscore ID. Uh, on twitter.com lily underscore underscore ma on twitter.com uh at gremlin on twitter and then our lovely guest lindy uh uh where are you at what do you i'm at, i'm at lindy mackey on twitter m-a-c-k-e mm-hmm. and i am uh super findable at pod out there across social media um so yeah listen to hello out there if you have oh, a little it's extra a treat. time yeah it's good. I believe. Uh, uh, by the time our episode comes out, uh, the episodes where me, Emily, and Lily. Uh, yes, and and Val, well, if you're interested. Yeah. Uh, open um, invite. 
Yeah, we uh, 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 have all guested on Hello Out There. None of those episodes have been recorded yet, uh, uh, <laughs> but because of the way our recording schedule works compared to Hello Out There, they will already have been out for a little bit. Yeah. So yes. uh, do check out our episodes of Hello Out There. Yeah, uh, yeah they're going to be good. I can feel it in my bones. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you. I have no uh, bones. Uh, they're all on the outside. Our intro... Mine have vanished. So. Uh, our intro and outro music is uh, uh, Keep Me Honest off the Jacqueline album by Case Jackal. Thank you, Case. Our cover art is by Nell Bailey and Emily Cardamus. Thank you to you two as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, do we have an ending one? Do we have a ethically? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I think I can pull one out. All right, all right. Uh, cool. Uh, thank you for listening, and remember, you ethically cannot let Baby Wario turn into a super mutant.